I'm so happy you're here. I've missed you so much, and I mean that. I really do. You are back here for another episode of Life Over Brunch in the earwaves, in your car, in your shower. I don't know, wherever you're at right now, I'm really, really happy you're here. Welcome back. This episode, episode 67, with one of the kindest creators I have had the pleasure of meeting, Gemma Almilly. She's a brand stylist, digital creator, and such a unique creative in this space, using intuitive design for personal brands. And we got into it. We did talk a lot about her background, advertising, pivoting, how she changed from one thing to the next. Also how she is an entrepreneur, but at the start of this, seeing her father also being an entrepreneur, she didn't really think this was the path for her and kind of thought she wanted to go the safe, quote unquote, safe route and get a nine to five. But that didn't sit well with her creative heart. And after having two children, she found a way into her brand stylist business. We really dove into motherhood and how getting lost in motherhood, disconnection from self in those years of raising children, how it's so important to take a look to finally ask yourself, what do I want for me? Gemma talked so eloquently about that moment for her and that struggle for her and what came out on the other side was her really aligning with herself, with her desires. And that connection with self has brought such amazing work to clients. She does rapid design and she dives into listening to what her clients need and taking that right from their brains onto the digital page. This episode is going to also give you the top mistakes brands are making and how being aligned with self makes all the difference. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So here we go. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Gemma, I'm so glad that you were able to take this call today and join me and talk all things that I think all people in business and all entrepreneurs and really just anybody need, they all need you. We all need you, Gemma, is why I'm so happy that you're here today. Brand stylist, digital creator. You just make brands come to life on the page, if you will, the digital page, but the page nonetheless. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and just connect. I mean, that's what it's about for me is just connecting. So whether it's, you know, podcasts or just it's just like any other phone call, right? Like when we're together, it's just casual and we just get to connect. Exactly. Exactly. So you, like I said, are, are brand stylists, you're bringing out intuitively because that's one of your things. It's, it's an intuitive sort of journey for you with every client that you take on. And I'm curious as to how this all started. I always love taking people back before we can move forward because isn't that, all, isn't that how we all heal? We have to go back and then we go forward. But you started off, well, you're a mom of two, but you were in the advertising space for a while. So tell me about that and how this pivot came to be for you. Yeah, this whole brand stylist thing and, and connecting intuitively the way that I do has really come together just in the past few short months, actually. Yeah. And so I would say I'm like a corporate, like web designer, graphic designer. 
I did that for at least 10 years for different agencies, turned like stay-at-home mom, just total like 180, you know, did the, the story in the family. And then coming back around to like, I'd say almost a reluctant entrepreneur. <laughs> That's a good word. I like that phrase. Yeah. I mean, cause even this, the word entrepreneur, that just did not sound appealing to me. I was like, my dad had his own business, a storefront. He would do custom picture framing. So both my parents are kind of creative, artistic. And, you know, he found his thing in having his own little shop where he would do custom picture framing um, here in California. And so, but it was his, it was everything, right? To show up and be there in the storefront and be serving customers really six days a week, if not seven, right? So he was there. And, um, and if he wasn't there, he knew that if he went on vacation, like he was going to be missing out on business, right? So I thought, okay, if you have your own business. Like, I don't know if that's something I want to do. You know, I really always had this little attitude to be like this quiet, safe girl. <laughs> so I was going to do whatever it took to like have predictability in my life and safety. And so when I look at, you know, the idea of really forming and creating your own business, um, that used to sound like a lot of pressure to me of like, okay, you've got to create this thing, make it work. And so I thought, well, I know I like to do something that's creative, something visual. So right out of high school, I went to like this fashion school. I learned, you know, design fundamentals and, and, um, and jumped into that area. But I was like, okay, let me find a job. Let me find something where I'm going to be an employee with a regular paycheck and take that route where I had some kind of predictability. So I tried to bring together like, okay, let's do something creative, something visual, but have that as, you know, a, like a corporate career. And I did it for a long time. And the different jobs that I had, each time I really would, I would struggle with trying to bring together like, okay, go ahead and be creative like right now. Like it's 9 a.m. You got to work. You sat down at your desk. Time to be creative. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So that was super difficult for me. Like it's, I have these two sides of myself. One is super organized and loves the structure. And the other is really like this artist that just wants to be creative and works off of a spark. I work off of a spark of inspiration. And you know, when you're young, like in your twenties, you don't really know like what you really how you work best and how you, what lights you up, how you want to show up. You're just like, okay, I'm going to jump into this, uh, this company. You know, you get a job, you jump into the company. You're like, okay, this is how things work. And so, you know, taking that different route of like, I'm going to be an employee and do this thing. You know, I really bumped up against like, well, okay, it's, you know, start of your day, sit down at your computer and let's be creative now. <laughs> right. And it's not really how it works really. You know what I, I mean? Exactly. I think, it's totally the, the antithesis almost of how creativity works because you could be sitting in your shower and you're like, oh, I nailed it. Now I know exactly what I have to do for whatever, right? And um, I think it's interesting too, is like, you're like, I see the entrepreneur lifestyle. My father is an entrepreneur. He does his own thing. And that is the furthest thing from sexy to me. Whereas a lot of people hear the word entrepreneur and it's like, it's in like glistening, like shiny lights and, you know, like oozing, like, come, come hither, come to me. And it's just, you were like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. 
let me get the security. But when you were in the security, it was kind of like tugging you in two directions. Like you wanted the security because you saw what that lifestyle was like, but at the same time, your creativity is like, we can't work in this box. Exactly. Exactly. And being a creative professional, that's, that's that world. That's that, um, those two sides of things of like, you know, I want to, to contribute something to the world, like with that creative energy, you know, having that desire to, to make an impact and then having to work against the structures that actually end up working against the creativity. So I really experienced that, you know, I did over 10 years in the industry and I got to work with a lot of, you know, interesting companies and do a lot of, um, you know, when I started out, you know, websites were very simple, just like click through five pages and you, you have a website. And so I did design there. And I mean, by the time I got through to where I was ready to start a family and by 10 years in the industry, it was like a Facebook web applications, super like highly complex interaction design. And so I was really getting into that. And a lot of that was self-taught because it wasn't now you can actually go to university and like take courses in this user experience design and interaction design, all of this. And so I was just teaching myself and I was always looking for guidance or some kind of mentorship that was actually really hard to find mm-hmm. you know, and have different directors or bosses in these you know, positions, but I didn't ever find like a really good kind of mentorship role. And so I just thought, you know, I think I need I think maybe I need to take another course. I think maybe I need to learn this other thing because there's got to be a method out there that will help me get through this creative process. And I just don't know it yet. So let me just like try to keep reading articles and like listening and, and taking courses. I just felt like there's maybe I'm not qualified, even though I did just fine at all my jobs, all my projects did just fine. But I had like my own like perfectionist attitude out there too. So it's like, okay, now I'm trying to be creative on command. I'm trying to be perfect. This does not work at all. This was like bundled, a bundle of stress. I was stress ball, you know, sitting at my desk and, you know, trying to have little, uh, some breathing space on a lunch break, get outside, you know, but I was really just wrapped up in it. And, um, so by the time I was starting a family, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make like a little exit here. I'm just going to kind of sideline quietly go out and like have a kid or two. <laughs> you're then looking that's for a reason. Yeah. If you're looking yeah. for a reason to have kids, it'll get you out of your current job. There we go. You heard it here first. <laughs> I know. Let's see. Hmm. I kind of have something else to do over here for a minute. So let me just like go and try this out. Right. And um, so, I mean, definitely a time of transition. And then, you know, diving into that was like a full on transformation as a person anyway. So it was like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at life from all different angles in, in that space and kind of, and pouring all my energy into, okay, I want to do this right. I want to be a good parent. I want to, you know, be a good mother. And, um, and then actually getting to kind of put my head above water a bit as the kids got older. And thinking about, well, what do I want to be doing? Like, is it time to be kind of finding a way to, to contribute, but do something that is actually in alignment for me that actually feels good. And so I dabbled a bit. I mean, I went through different little ideas. I did like different um, 
I was like a Mary Kay rep for a while. <laughs> and then I sold like, I sold like vintage and, and secondhand clothing on Poshmark online. Like I would be thrifting and then posting, you know, photos and having this little online boutique. So I was finding different ways to kind of have these creative outlets and connect with people that I really enjoyed. And I think when I got to really just kind of get online and find my people that I started to get really inspired to maybe actually form something of my own versus like jumping into like a full-time back position, being an employee again. So dabbling in different things, you know, I found a mentorship to start an advertising business and I thought, okay, I can do some online advertising. I can use a little bit of my design skills, but maybe it won't be so focused on that. Cause I was scared to like pull back into that and think, okay, let me, let me try to do the, the design again. And am I going to be stressed? I thought, let me do something where it's like, really results oriented, more kind of numbers game type of a thing to do this online marketing and advertising. And, but what happened was I did actually launch the business, which was amazing to like do a program and, and learn a skill set, and then actually like launch an online business. So that felt really good to do that and be in a community of other female entrepreneurs. It was amazing. And so I started doing that, but I kept over delivering with my clients on design stuff. Like, Hmm. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And I would be thinking, okay, if we're driving traffic to your offers and your website and say your Instagram, social media, I was like, okay, well, your logo is not the same on your Instagram as it is over on you know, Facebook, as it is on your website, or this looks like something that you did five years ago. And then this other page looks like something that's new. Like, let's get everything aligned together. Let's update your brand to make sure that the experience for people that are clicking through on your ads is similar as they go and meet you in different places all over social media. So I just was like, like, well, you know, I like doing this design stuff. It's faster for me to do it. And so I just kept doing little projects, like little, um, you know, Instagram post designs or say a Facebook cover. And, um, and I was working with a lot of online coaches. And so just learning about that world and understanding what they needed, I started kind of putting together the whole little idea of a brand kit and what that would look like to really just get their stuff looking, reflecting them more, you know, cause with a, a personality based business, it's like, it's about who are you and how do you want to show up and actually connecting with people online. So I could see the importance for them of actually having a, a cohesive, like, you know, visual identity to just yeah. that experience for their audience. And of course I was working with a bunch of female entrepreneurs that we had all started our advertising business at the same time. And a lot of them were trying to brand themselves too. It's like we were just starting our own businesses and mm. figuring out how to launch a brand, but super easily and quickly. Because on the other side, we're learning this whole advertising skill set and trying to get a business up and running. Like you don't have a ton of time and you don't have weeks to spend uh, like pouring over a logo, pouring over the colors. So that's when this whole like branding thing started coming together. Because I said, you know, I'd see them posting like in a Facebook group about oh, should I use this shade of blue or this shade of green? Should my logo be like a little bit like that? Or what if I do this? And, you know, I would love just helping them out and contributing. And a lot of times I would just say, let's just hop on a Zoom call right now. Let's just hop on a call and I'll show you how to do this thing in Canva. You'll be done in like 15 minutes. You'll have a simple logo. Like, let's just do, get this thing done. Like, I don't want you to not launch your business because you're stuck on like the color green. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, I I'm going to go back. You said so many good things. I'm going to hop. I'm going to go backwards a little bit. So you were talking about before we get into the logo thing, because I just finished rebranding. So we're going to talk about that in a second, but 
you were talking about coming out of, you know, the kids got a little bit older and you were like, what do I want to do for myself? I think that question alone, being a woman, being a mother comes up for a lot of people, but there's no follow through on the other side of it. Right. So I feel like so many women kind of end up in this sort of stopgap of motherhood. And when they're, some people just want to do that. And I think there's, there's, nothing wrong with that. And I think that's a beautiful calling, but there are some women who love being a mother, but there's something else tugging at their sleeve and it's, it's not their children. It's what they want to do with themselves or how to align with the calling of the other callings that they have within them. And I think that I, I want to hear a little bit more about that because where, where was that for you that you were able to say, I know I'm a good mother. I know I'm giving them the time needed, you know, to be present for them, but I also want to do something for myself. Was there any guilt in deciding that you wanted to do something for you? Yeah, this is such a, an interesting thing to dive into because even just the whole phrase, okay, I'm a mother, but, or, and I'd like to do something for myself. Yeah. It's a scary phrase. Yeah. And why do I even need to say that? It's like, because it's so easy to go all in, in the motherhood and the parenting. And so far in that I remember kind of walking around my kitchen after a while and thinking like, I'm not really sure what I want to eat for lunch. I think I'm hungry. I don't really remember what I like to eat. (laughs) And thinking like, oh gosh, just really losing touch with myself. Because you're so focused on their needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of the daily making sure that they're alive and fed and, and just trying to enjoy some time with them. And I'm like, I'm a pretty sensitive person. And I realized that I really like take on a lot of stuff from not just the energy of other people around me, but even just my environment. So it was a lot for me to take on. I'm just like being immersed in, in motherhood and just even forgetting to take set time for myself. Mm-hmm. and actually ask myself, what do I want in this moment? Gosh, okay, the kids are asleep. So what do I want in this moment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, let's see. Well, I need to brush my teeth. Well, I need to, oh, well, let me just get, start getting lunch ready or something like that. Mm-hmm. So and my journey has been a lot about like getting back in touch with who I am. What do I actually want? <laughs> and it's not like I woke up one day and was like, okay, it's time to do something for myself okay, let me just get back in touch. It was like kind of touch and go there for a while of just like, hmm, I don't remember what I like to eat. I don't remember what I like to wear, you know? And so just noticing that, just starting by noticing that and thinking like, okay, doing something for myself, like this is a really cool opportunity. And I'll acknowledge too, that I was in a very privileged position of actually not being the primary breadwinner of the family and getting a chance to go at my pace and, and really think like, do I want to be doing this? So I would look at other things that um, were kind of exploring hobbies or um, something I knew I could enjoy, like the, the clothing, the vintage and just going with like, well, I would love to do more thrift shopping anyway. So why don't I see what I can do with that? Like those little kind of dabbling was so great because I got a chance to kind of think about what do I want to spend my time doing? Right. It's almost like you had, you got a chance to date yourself again. Yeah. 
Yeah, right? I love that. I love that. Yeah, because getting reacquainted, right? And kind of right. almost asking those questions that you would like dating, right? Of just like, gosh, what do you, what do you like to do on your, your downtime? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you like to, what are your favorite foods? Yeah. And I think it's, yes. because I think too, when people, you know, you kind of, you're this person before you have kids and then you become someone else and you become also like the security and the, the lifeline for another human, which is a massive undertaking. And then you come out of that where they start to be a little bit self-sufficient and there's not that like, you know, you're constantly making sure they're breathing and, and fed and alive, like you said, and it, you kind of are left with this other person, the third person you become this, you know, change and change and change and transformation. And you're left with him or her saying, oh shit, like we haven't checked in in a while, you know? And so you're from that space is where you're saying that you were, you dabbled in different things to sort of reacquaint yourself with your wants and your desires and what your interests were. Yeah. And I think that there are so many different ways that we can become like disconnected to ourselves. And sometimes it's not the the transformation of, you know, starting a family. It could just be that your job, your career is like super demanding and super immersive and you lose yourself in that or a really um, intense like relationship experience, mm-hmm. right? oh, yeah. like getting into a long-term relationship and, um, <clears throat> and, finding that disconnect happening and there's so many different ways that it can happen mm-hmm. and you know, starting the family is definitely one of them that is a total like transformation of being <laughs> and you don't know what it's going to be but still too you you may start a job and be like okay I have a vision for what this is going to be like this is my dream job or this is where I think I'm going to be going this is what I spent you know four or six years getting a degree uh, you know in and then I'm going to immerse myself in this and you don't know so so much about yourself as to how it's best for you to handle that, what environments are best for you, how you want to relate to others and how you want to work. You know, I got a chance to do so many different types of work. You know, I, when I was still um, in that corporate kind of setting, I worked for small companies, large companies. I worked freelance from home. I got um, promoted. I got laid off. (laughs) I kind of experienced that whole like range of things, but it's like, I don't know. There's so many different ways that we can become disconnected. And, um, and so that's just kind of one of the pictures of what, how it was for me, but it can be so many different things. And so we do find ourselves like, whether it is getting laid off or breaking up with that person and then putting your, getting your head above water and be like, oh yeah, okay. What do I want now? Right. Yeah. I love that. I think you're right. Coming up, it's like you come up for air finally, and you can kind of look around and say, oh, Okay. Yeah. What do I want? And I think to this, what we're, we're talking about, and especially specifically for you, this led to that ability to do that intuitive design for your clients, because you've dabbled in so many things you are aware and have experienced. I've been here. I've been laid off. I've been promoted. I've, I've changed. I've pivoted. I've been in this world. I could relate and speak to motherhood. I could, you've had so many different you put your finger in so many different wells that you can kind of say like, I I get it. You know, I can understand where you're coming from or what you're trying to say. So that is leading me into saying about branding and how you said you didn't want to have people waste weeks on a color. How do you, how are you able to 
get right to the heart of it. You know, how are you able to, and I'm sure some people say, well, can we switch this a little bit? And that's one thing, but how are you able to, how did you hone your craft so well to kind of dive into the heart of your, and the heart and the desire of your clients and customers to bring them what they didn't know they needed and wanted? Yes, yes. And you have, I'll acknowledge that you have a special challenge when you're putting something out there in the world product wise. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you are going to print these labels. They're going to be on a shelf yeah. or you're going to have maybe signage and swag and you're, you know, so, but when I compare that to personal branding, that's where there's such an opportunity to just relax a bit. Mm-hmm. It's okay, right? Like if it's not going to be printed on the side of a fleet of vehicles, this is not the FedEx logo, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I love this, yeah. Yeah, that's really was one of the catalysts to, to, to see other online entrepreneurs taking that special time and consideration and getting stuck on that font or that color when they've got this golden opportunity to go ahead and present a professional looking brand. It is good enough and it's okay to be good enough right now because it's not printed on the fleet of vehicles. It's not printed on a bunch of, you know, 10,000 uniforms. If you want to tweak that green color next week, go for it. It's okay. You know, so I think that's what even just frustrated me. Like, you know, seeing someone pour over, uh, a logo or a font for, you know, sometimes weeks because you're just like, I don't have this gauge to say that's the right one or that's the right one. I just wanted to kind of reach through the zoom screen, grab them by the shoulders and be like, it's totally fine. You can totally change that later. It's okay. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, let's just, let's work with some more timeless elements. And it's so funny. If you look at some of the biggest names in like online business, uh, if you go ahead and take a look at their logos, they're super clean and they're so super clean. simple. So you just simple. pick a you pick a nice font, you type, it, and it's usually based on their name, right? They have it's their personality business, you know, based on who they are and how they show up in the world. So the more complex and like intricate a logo gets, pretty you're going to be redesigning it pretty soon because it's just too like trendy or specific. Yes. Right. right? Yeah, and like, so preach, like absolutely a hundred percent. Like look at Pepsi. Like we could look at Pepsi just for an example. Yeah. They've changed that over the years, several times, several times. It's always rel. It's always the same colors. It's always <laughs> generally the same, right? Like it's just a little tweak here, different font there. You know, it's generally the same. I think there's two things. So I'll go branding side for product for a second. Like for me, it was too busy. Like you have my style, you know what I'm talking about. It was, I don't think it was busy. People love the gal on the front and they love it and it's fun. And, but it, for grocery change, who I've just talked, had many talks with, the product is banging. They love it, but they're like, we need some more education on the label. We need it to be clean, clean, when you're going with product has to be your main priority. You don't want busy. You don't want it to not stand out. You want clean. Rewind back to a personal brand. What you were saying is you're lingering over this letter T in your, in your name or whatever it is. 
I think what then you'm sure you're going to tell me this too. So many people don't launch because they don't have a logo. They don't have the branding they think that they need. It's like, just do it. Like call Gemma. It could happen in a day and launch because you're holding back your messaging just because of like a very small, I mean, it is a big deal, but something that can be manipulated and instituted at a later date or even changed along the way. That's no reason to have a stop from you getting out to the world. Yeah. So that's why I want to knock it out really quickly. And I just want to focus on really what, how this person wants to show up in the world, how they want to serve their people, and then what lights them up. So when I do a one day branding session, I jump on a Zoom call with them in the morning and we go through a little questionnaire. that's really just a bunch of prompts for us to get talking about why they're in business in the first place, like who they want to serve. I asked, was there any pivotal, pivotal, <laughs> pivotal moment in their life where they opened up to, okay, I think this is what I should be doing. You know, like, what is it to them? How is it meaningful to them to show up in this way and serve others? And of course, a lot of times it has to do with their own struggles and their own story. So we talk about that and we get into it. And a lot of times they'll tell me that, we uncovered things in the conversation that they hadn't even literally looked at yet. Just in terms of, you know, how I listen and the prompts that, that I give them, we really uncover some things about deeply like why they want to show up online at all. You know, so we get to that core and then we just have a lot of fun. I'll ask them, what's your spirit animal? Like, what's your dream vacation spot? What's your go-to drink? What's your favorite song to listen to, to get like hyped up? What's your favorite song to listen to? Like by the fire with your tea. And that sparks so much. And for me, I prefer to work that way. Cause like I said earlier, like I work off of a creative spark. So if I were to have them fill out that questionnaire and then I just go into a cave and come out, you know, two weeks later and say, is it you like this? And just mm-hmm. guess at what they like. It's such a disconnect. Like I want connection. I live for connection. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm on that call with them, the gears start turning. We start talking about who they are what lights them up and having that fun um, spark. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's just go into Canva. And I use Canva because that's where they're creating content anyway. Mm -hmm. So instead of having them have to call me a month later and say, can you give me that Photoshop file or something like that? I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to jump in Canva. We're going to create it right now. So we're on the Zoom call. We're doing a, a vision board, mood board, and really pulling out what's meaningful to them. So immediately they're seeing themselves reflected in their brand right off the bat in the mood board. So there are pictures of like, you know, we, I did one last week and we've got like pictures of Taylor Swift in there. We've got pictures of trips to Bali and this is so meaningful and personal to them. What comes out of it is that instead of me trying to use like color psychology to kind of figure out what their ideal client wants, I just flip it around and I say, what lights you up? So that vision board gets populated with this imagery that's so meaningful to them. And then I pull colors straight out of that. So I build a color scheme with them right off of that inspiration. And then the core of it's there. And then I'll walk them through some fonts. And I like to kind of populate some options that are those timeless options that are are just in like the main category. So they don't get overloaded with a bunch of stuff to consider. It's like, okay, well, either, either you're like into the clean modern look or you're super traditional or you're like very, you like the scripty kind of, you know, feminine look or something. And then... Sure, there could be a thousand other directions to go with the font, 
but there's your main ones. So let's see what, what you gravitate towards. And pretty soon we have a logo. It's really simple, clean, timeless. And then I build out a style guide from all of that and create some other social media graphics for say their Facebook or Instagram highlight covers. And um, really we break from that call when I have those kind of core pieces figured out. And then I go and create some other graphics associated with that. And then I'll just wrap up with them in the afternoon and be like, here's how your brand kit is coming together. And, you know, by that time, it's like for creative professionals too, like one of the challenges can be is like, we call it like buy-in from the client, right? Like getting that buy-in of having them get excited and understand the vision and where it's going. I mean, talk about buy-in when I'm live there with them having that conversation. We're having a blast. We're they're feeling seen, heard, and loved mm-hmm. and understood in that moment where by the time that style guide starts to come together for them, they are absolutely in love with their brand because it's them. Like they see themselves reflected and that's what I want for them. I want, if you're going to show up online and share content and do videos and you know share your expertise and connect with people, you want to feel that that spark of just being fired up about how you show up. And so that's, I think what a lot of people will come to me is just like, okay, I'm creating content online, but I don't know. I have, I have a logo someone did for me, but it doesn't feel like me. Mm-hmm. That's what they'll often say. It doesn't feel like me. So I just, mm, it's just like, you don't want to be in that gray area. You want to be excited. You want to mm-hmm. feel like bright and lit up about what you're putting out into the world. So when you have a brand kit, you're like, Oh, here's my fonts. Here's my colors. Like creating content becomes that much easier and just more fun. I love that. And, and I agree. I mean, I think, so. again, I, I always have to go back to what you're saying, because this all so much speaks to like being aligned and not only just being aligned with your customer and, and what their visions are, but you and them being aligned within yourself. Because when you said you asked them questions to sort of dive deeper, like what their dream trips are, things, spirit animals and things like that, that allows you to sort of dive beneath their surface to see what they're connecting to in order for you to put the right pieces to the puzzle together for their vision that they can't really see themselves right without you to put up all those paint swatches on the wall if you will but I think it kind of leads back to another sort of point of interest like when you said you were walking around your kitchen and saying like I don't even know what do I even like to eat anymore we all have to take that moment to come back in and realign and know what, what it is that really sets us off. What sparks our interest? What turns us on? What do we like to do? And I think you being able to realize that that connection piece is so integral in giving the customer exactly what they want is so important because like you said, their vision board is, is all about what lights them up. Well, it's because when they put what lights them up into the world, it's almost a lighthouse to attract to them their ideal customer and the customers that are best suited for them. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's like, and it's really this energetic thing too. Like when you start being visible to yourself, you're visible to others. You know, you're visible to yourself and connected to your purpose that's going to shine through. And then that's going to connect with your people. Absolutely. You want to serve. Mm-hmm. So let's, 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 let's give, let's give a little, let's not give all the milk away for free here, but let's take just like a shot glass full. What would be your top three 
problems when looking at some of the personal brands that are out there today? Like what are the top three like issues? And then maybe like where, where you see the correction can be easily made. So like, what do you see failing out there? Like, let's be real. Not everything is hitting the pitch. So oh, yeah. what, what do you say? Like the top three things are that you see as like this, these pieces shouldn't be a part of it or something hmm. like that. Well, first I'll speak to the, the kind of internal thing that's happening is that when someone goes to create that personal brand, the mistake I think would be to make it all about just, just the audience and what you think that they want without considering, hey, this is me and how I want to show up. And so what I see is that, you know, I've heard um, people come and tell me that, oh, I had someone work on this branding and, you know, they just told me that, you know, purple means that if I use purple on my website, people aren't going to buy from me. So I'm not going to use purple anymore. I'm going to redesign my website. And I'm thinking, really? I don't buy it. I don't buy into that at all. I'm like, if this is special to you, yeah, it's, it doesn't mean, you know, that if your website has purple, people are not going to buy, like, I'm not into that. So if purple lights you up, like, let's find a way to use it. Maybe, maybe you don't use it on the buy button, the purchase button, maybe, but I really um, don't buy into that. So there's a lot of disconnect and stress for that person to think, well, gosh, I just, I have to change my colors because I really just, some, somebody told me that I can't use that color. And that just, that almost break, breaks my heart. It's like, really, you're going to disconnect yourself in that way because of what somebody has said. So I don't like that. Like, I think that's a mistake to, to take that kind of influence and say, well, I can't go in this direction because somebody told me that it's not going to work. Um, and then just other practical things I see are just inconsistency. You know, and we do this, like we're on different social platforms and we are using uh, different descriptions on different sites and different profile pictures, different. And I will say, I'm totally not about having an overly designed, say, Instagram feed where it's like every post is perfectly planned and everything connects with everything else as you scroll the feed. Like it doesn't have to be super matchy. It really should be, it should feel organic enough to where there's like, candid photos of you and just like it, it builds on itself, but there just needs to be a thread of consistency where it's like, yeah, maybe use the same profile image on your main, your main socials and stick to that color palette. So that's all, that's all I want people to do is just have like this palette that they can draw from so they can have that thread of consistency mm-hmm. and not have to do the guesswork of like, let me start reinventing the wheel every time I create a new post, every time I create a new graphic. So that's a major one. And just like, I think jumping too much on trends. I really want it to be something that is meaningful to that person versus like, I mean, anytime we jump on trends with anything, whether it be like fashion or, you know, showing up with with graphics, it's like, you're going to have to keep going back and changing it because you're going to feel like, oh, now this is outdated and Mm -hmm. I want to do something else because we just kind of get that whim and going off on the whim. So, yeah. So I think it's all about just having some consistency without having to feel like, well, I can't use this color because it's not perfectly in my palette. Like I'm, I'm okay. Like, and after maybe it's summertime and you want to change that profile image and just kind of change it up and great. Wonderful. Just don't be all over the place. <laughs> don't be <Right>. hot mess. <laughs> I really think you're just bringing home to us the point that you have to stay authentic to like yourself and what you want and 
figure that out first before you could bring that to the table for yourself, but then also to your, for your business and your brand. And then that's how you stand out, right? Because if we're, if people like to do business with people, Absolutely. the way for you to connect is to be yourself. And so, you know, if you have this feed where you're showcasing a certain type of expertise, awesome, but also like share when, you know, you adopt a new dog or something. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Because this is part of like your like, values, what lights you up. This should show up for you, you know, as someone gets to know you online. Because that's like, I know the people that I choose to work with. I'm just like, hey, I, I like her. I want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. She seems pretty cool. And, it, and so it's like, yeah, demonstrate your expertise and, and put yourself out there as a, as a professional that's adding some value. Like, give me a reason to, to follow your content. Mm-hmm. But also give me you, like... Right. Just like be yourself. And um, I want to share something that's really been fun in these branding sessions. And it's just a pattern that I'm noticing. I ask, and I, I work with a lot of female entrepreneurs. And so I'll ask them about spirit animal. And what has been really cool is that one, a lot of us have like these alter egos. And I love exploring that. We talk about having like multiple spirit animals and having just maybe there were more reserved side of us having one and then that like powerful feminine having something else. And I'll tell you, like for me, I have this owl. Like I think of an owl as one of my spirit animals and kind of just seeking wisdom and, and knowledge. And then the other side of me is like this black puma. So I have this strong Ooh. like feline. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, pretty much all of the sessions that I've done in the last few months have the women have told me that they either have like cheetah, leopard, (laughs) cougar. Wait, last session was a white tiger. Yes. And so it's been so fun for us all to kind of look at like, what is that part of us that is, it's like this feline feminine, but incredibly uh, powerful, strong, smart, And I just, when I get to see that pattern, like over time of how we like to show up as like feminine leaders, it's been really, really cool to see. And for them to see that reflected in their brand. Things because they've sort of unlocked this side of themselves that will eventually be born into what this personal brand is. And they're able to see it for the first time, like tangibly on the screen. Yeah. Cause that becomes part of their theme and it may be in a subtle way, like uh, colors incorporated uh, into their color scheme or even project that energy like in her brand and like such a literal sense. And it's super fun. And these little moments like keep happening of finding something that's meaningful, meaningful to someone and then seeing how it shows up, whether it's in that mood board or actually coming right out into elements of the graphics that you know, that she gets to use. Yeah, my own struggles, looking at like how I want to serve others, really helping them with what I struggled with, of course. It's like, I want to serve them in that way. And as I just listened and listened to their needs and like started to match it up and find that alignment between, okay, here's all my experience, all my struggles and my motivations. Here's what I see as a need out there in the market, really. And just how I want to connect with others. Because that's how I found like my own way of doing business. Because like 
taking all the way back to what we started talking about was that I was looking for a method. I was looking for a mentor. I was looking for somebody to show me how to be a creative professional. And, but the more I listened to my own intuition, the more I listened to the needs of others, like I ended up putting together a process that I knew would work for them and felt good to me. When I was trying to force a process or trying to force a way of working that maybe how other branding designers do it, it just didn't sit well with me. So I had to just keep being open and keep listening to one of my own intuition and the needs of others. And then something came out of that that became my own way of showing up. That's so, I, I love that. And I know how good you are at your job. It's just so beautiful that you're able to take all of that introspection and self-discovery and then turn it into the opportunity that people were needing and seeking for their own brands. I just love that so, so much. Um, I know I will have in the show notes every way that people can get in touch with you. So don't worry, everybody, take a deep breath. Um, But I want to, so I I know you've been talking about the one day, the rapid intuitive, you know, turnover with these brands. Is that the, what that is, what you're doing right now? Is it just these one day turnovers or do you have other um, processes and offerings that you have? Yeah, this has been my favorite way to work and doing these one day sessions and doing this live. And I've also been putting together a little DIY course so that if someone really wants to just get this done, get something out there, launch their business without spending weeks on this. I'm putting together, um, I'll hold their hand, walk them through Canva and just show them the process so that they can get it done in a weekend themselves. So that DIY course is coming together. I love that. You guys don't take the course, just get, just hire Gemma. I mean, what do you, why do you need to, if you already don't know Canva, like let somebody else do it. She'll give you a few tips on the way. Gemma, I appreciate so much. This was amazing. And I thank you so, so much. Thank you. It's super fun to connect and just like, this is how we get to, you know, build community and do business. And especially just being, you know, virtual and all the ways that we're finding to, you know, connect with others, that this is a really cool opportunity. And so I was super excited to be here and be with you today and everybody who's listening to be with you. Don't you worry. I've got you covered. I know you're trying to figure out how am I going to get in touch with Gemma And all that information will be in the show notes. You can head over to at Gemma Almilly on Instagram and dive in there and try to connect with her. She is amazing and I'm super grateful she shared all that knowledge and really the importance about aligning with what you want, what your wants are. But in order to do that, you're going to have to, like I said, you're going to have to date yourself again, which is always a good idea. I appreciate you guys stopping by. As always, leave a review. Send this to a friend who might enjoy or need a gem in their life. If you liked it, any kind of stars, follows, subscribes, that is the lifeblood of any podcast. If you want to know more about Kiki Spreads, the spreads that keep this podcast going, you can head over to Kiki's Spreads on Instagram. That's the website. That's the Facebook page. Find me on LinkedIn. Hit me up on TikTok. Send me a smoke signal. You know I love hearing from you. And until we chat again, stay super swell.